Doug. And I'm Yoli. Welcome to Tampa Bay Real Estate BS, where we cut through the noise and get straight to the truth about buying and selling in one of Florida's hottest markets. Great. So good to see you again, Yoli. How are you doing? I'm doing good. 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 <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's always great to be on these podcasts with you. I think uh, we've got a great show today. Um, a lot, a lot of value out there to our listeners. Yeah, so. one, one of the one of the biggest uh, questions we get from uh, the general public is how do I sell my house? Absolutely. Right. And today we're going to talk about the different ways to sell your home. Right. That's exactly right. That's that's the uh, the whole uh, podcast today. So, and not only sell your home, but to sell it for the most money possible. Well, so. that's the most important thing, right? Yes, yeah, so I think that's the most important thing for most sellers. So, so how do you? How do you sell your home? What, what are the ways that I can sell my house? Because I know it's just not, you know, as easy as it sounds, correct? Right. It's, it's uh, well, there's really five ways to sell your house, uh, starting with uh, a FISBO. We call them a FISBO in the business. It's a for sale by owner. So uh, that's when the owner puts his house uh, on the market, goes to Home Depot, puts a for sale sign up, puts his phone number on it, well, comes up with a price on his own. And has to do everything from soup to nuts to sell the house. Wasn't that going to save the person a lot of money because they don't have to pay anybody to sell their home for them? Well, you would think that they're not going to save. Uh, they're going to. They're not going to have to pay a commission, you know. But uh, for the most part, if they don't know how much their house is worth, maybe they leave a lot of money on the table. Right. Well, I think one of the biggest things that we've learned about the FISBO or the for sale by owner is that they don't realize what actually goes into the, you know, comping out of the property of all the details and all of the, the different platforms that are available and all the technology that we actually have or, you know, a broker has to work with. Right. Not to mention the actually pen to paper that you, I know, diligently put your time in as well as everybody on our team into finding out that value of that home. Right. Um, it's your biggest asset. You want to make sure that you are getting the most for your property. Exactly. And we'll look forward to getting to that a little bit later. But going back to our uh, our top five, you can use a broker um, like Pearson Property Group, obviously. That's another way to sell. Brokerage, sure. A brokerage, yeah. And uh, the brokerage, and we talked about this uh, actually on the way here this morning, uh, doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you're hiring a brokerage with a huge name and and, uh, you know, they've got all this uh, credibility in, in the world marketplace. You're hiring a person, basically, in your area that has hopefully has the knowledge to sell your house. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's those people, those agents that can actually add the value, added value benefits, the details that go into the actually selling of your property, right? The, um, right. the knowing the neighborhood mm -hmm. to the point of, you know, maybe even living in the neighborhood for multiple years. You know, we've had, I know, personal experience whenever we've listed a home within our own neighborhood that we've been residents of for 20 something years, 27 years, to be exact. Right, right. Um, it's, it, we take a deep pleasure in showing them, you know, where's the dry cleaner or, you know, what's, what are the houses selling for in the area that we know, like the one that got, you know, dumped down across the street or, you know, what, what the values are in general. Mm -hmm. Obviously, how are you going to make your most money is the most important. And I think we've been um, about 100% on. Right. right, absolutely. So we'll talk about uh, the services that we provide at uh, Pearson Property Group and, and uh, 
you know, uh, kind of the services that uh, a lot of brokers can provide, but the, how we are different than those brokers because we're independent. There's lots of different reasons. We'll get into that. So the third way is through an iBuyer. Everybody's seeing the WeBuyAnyHouse.com or Mark Spain or any of these kinds of companies that uh, do huge advertising uh, on TV and they get a phone call uh, saying, I want to you know, have you to come in and look at my house and, and give me a price. Well, you know, there's lots of pros and cons. I guess the pro would be uh, that the uh, they'll give you a price real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, usually within 24 hours, they'll, they'll give you a price. And how do they get and, that price? Uh, so they use an algorithm actually that uh, you know some of the brokers use. You know, as a, a starting point, right? Um, and they so just, it'll be a low ball offer. It'll be a low ball offer because it's going to be the the uh, kind of the um, combination of like a Zestimate from Zillow. It's uh, you know like what. Realer.com says it's worth what all these different online services say it's worth, right? They don't really dive into much. Um, and it's always going to be a lowball offer. So they're I mean, pulling other people's data. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So they use that. So the uh, the pro would be, you know, get an offer in 24 hours and, and uh, you don't have to have any showings and that sort of thing. And, and uh, it can be done and it's a cash buyer usually. Um, you can see where it would work for an emergent situation. Yeah. If they were just trying to get their bottom, you know, the, the least, they're going to get the least yeah. that they can. But I can see it where it could work. Sure. Like think about a uh, somebody that just got a, a house as an heir, you know, mm-hmm. like that uh, the grandma died and they got the house, you know, and they're they don't state. know what it's worth. They're out of state. They don't want to mess around with it at all. So they take a lowball offer from a I buyer and they it's a shame. walk away. I know it's a shame because they, they could have got more money for their family. But right. uh, well, I understand know. it though. So, um, but yeah, we can we'll get into that a little bit. You know, once we're kind of talking more about it, uh, the flat fee brokers out there too. Uh, do you know much about the flat fee broker? Well, I don't know if you remember much, but one of our neighbors tried to use a flat fee broker and that didn't work out so well. Right. They paid them what two hundred ninety five dollars to yeah. list the house and yeah. They brought a buyer and it wasn't a vetted buyer and it was right. sounded like a big mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, you know, they do. They they promise uh, that they'll just strictly put it on the MLS uh, for a flat fee, sometimes between $295 and $700, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when they sell it, they usually have to pay a buyer's agent anyways, you know, because they have to put it on MLS. When you, once you put a, a property on MLS, you have to offer something to the buyer's agent. So... Um, so they'll have no to pay gonna work for free. 2% at least, 2 or 2.5%. Nobody's going to work for free. That's exactly right. So that, that flat fee broker doesn't want to have anything to do with it. In the notes, it says, please don't call me, call the owner. And invariably, it always happens that uh, that somebody calls up the, the broker. The broker says, I have nothing to do with this. The, the buyer gets frustrated. You know, They call the owner. The owner says, uh, you know, I can't, I can't do a showing, you know, I don't have time. I'm at work, you know, um, when, uh, you know, my dogs are all there. I can't, you know, you can't come until next week, you know, to come see the house. Yeah. And what's that do? That just blows up the deal. Yeah. There's no value in that. You know, you're, um, you're trying to just put it on MLS and no, you're not going to be too happy when you start getting all the phone calls. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then the final way is through an assignment. And, uh, I think we talked about this yesterday a little bit, uh, Assignments are interesting because it's a, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a realtor. It could just be a person off the street that says, I will get you this, this amount for your house. So your house, uh, your house is worth 500,000, you know, uh, 
the uh, person comes off the street and they're kind of like investor, kind of wheeler dealers a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Kind of like kinda a scary, middle man, scary folks. Middle yes, woman. sort <laughs> of. Yeah, so they so they'll go in and I get these emails all the time from a signer saying, "Oh, I've got this house under contract. I want to assign it to you, so that way you'll buy it and then give me my little float, which is the middle oh, part." I just sent you that one yesterday. I got that email from the gentleman. Oh yeah. In regards yeah. to the house that's in right. Davis Island. Yeah, the one in Davis Island, exactly. So that's exactly what he's doing. So he goes to uh, you know, basically it's you know, a lot of times it's a unscrupulous, you know, older person or uh, you know, like a unscrupulous person going after an older person. Okay. You know, and uh, they'll get them to sign away their house basically and then they'll try to get more money than they signed for within the allotted time and you know, then they'll get that basically that float. And so. this is an unlicensed it could be unlicensed. Individual. It could it could be more yeah, more than likely it's unlicensed, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're licensed, then you just put it on the market. So um so, and that's really I mean that, that brings us to our, our and those are top five. I'm thinking caveat answer on that one, right? Yeah. Let the buyer beware, you know, yeah. let the seller beware. You gotta really watch that's exactly right. Out there. And if you have any questions, I mean in my mind it's you know, whoever's listening, call us, ask us. You know, we'll right. we'll say just be wary. We're we're here for you know, the advice, right. you know, right. that's my biggest right. concern and, and is somebody getting, you know, befuddled it, out there. Hood, with hoodwinked, of, exactly. Right. We do not want that to happen. So, you know, and, and, and sometimes we maybe we'll steer somebody in the direction of somewhere else besides putting it on the market if there's uh, extenuating circumstances, you know, sure. but we always have our client, at, in, you know, at heart first and sure. it's always their interest that we take. Uh, yeah. We're experienced know. real estate, you know, the, our, Concern is that definitely if you're going to sell your house, get an experienced, you know, brokerage, get an experienced agent, get a team that you know that, you know, they're dependable, that understands the needs of what the buyer is looking for, because you want to make sure that they know how to bring the buyer to you. Um, I know with us, I, mean, we're, I don't even know like how many countless. What are we at? Two hundred and fifty transactions. Oh yeah. Plus that. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The next the, kind of the next thing we're going to talk about a little bit is. Okay, you've chosen Pearson Property Group, or at least you've chosen to, to list with a, uh, a broker yeah. and hopefully cho- choose uh, Pearson Property Group, right? So uh, why choose us? Uh, and then you just alluded to it. Well, we are a full-time you know, uh, agency. Uh, we're, not, we're not part-time agents. You know, you and yeah, I and our, our team is our entirely team, full-time. Entirely full-time, dedicated to uh, real estate, commercial and residential. Uh, commercials for another podcast obviously we're going to talk about that so let's stick to residential today though um, we've done uh, between 50 and 60 million dollars in sales yeah. over the years uh, that's pretty good and over 250 properties we've sold so right. and that's every kind of property that's a single family house that's a uh, townhouse that's condos multifamily you name it yeah. so we've got the street cred to sell your house I think that you know, with all that, I mean, those are those are great data points, and I think our biggest um, asset as a team is that we we put a lot of value in our details, like the details that we you know we put into actually listing a home, townhome, land, you know, whatever that might be. It's um, how to bring it to market. You know, how we prepare our seller right. to prepare to actually sell their house. So, you know, we prefer to be in the, what, a two-week time period. I know that that's my optimum time period. Even, you know, some of our agents on our team want 
a month. You know, sometimes you don't get that. Sometimes it's like, you know, we want to do this. We want to sell quickly. And we can turn it around in probably three to four days. I just like the details, yeah. you know, that we yeah. we as a team provide. Absolutely. I think we, uh, uh, if we have an active seller, we'll drop everything and, and make uh, those two weeks turn into two days. If we have a, a buyer that's in at it from out of town up north or out west and they're in town yeah. for a weekend, we'll drop everything. You know, one of us or one of our team members will. Well, you know, I'm particularly remembering um, one of our clients that was wanting to sell their dad's home because they had to put them into the, the adult living facility. Right. Um, and so they wanted to know how much can we sell our house for? We need to right. make sure that he's got adequate money for his care. Right. So the most important question is, what do I sell my, what can I sell my house for? Right. But before we even start talking, you know, right. The conversation is, all right, give me the, give me the number. So how do we come up with that? Well, so that would be our first step. You know, once we get a, a phone call saying, I, you know, I want to sell my house. The first step would, for me, the, the analytic side of the whole thing would be the, to start formulating a, a CMA, a competitive market analysis. Mm -hmm. So I would do that through using only tools that are available to uh, brokers and realtors. Uh, we've got several uh, websites. We've got uh, a realtor property resource, which uh, you know gives you a, uh, a basis number that you can uh, add comps to, mm -hmm. and uh, you can add what uh, has been done to the house to it, you know, and that gives you a pretty good number. Um, I utilize something called Cloud CMA, which is another uh, more um, flowery type uh, marketing tool that actually has the pictures of each one of these houses that are the comps and though and the prices they sold for and how long they were on the market for. Um, that's more of a forward-facing consumer product that I send out to uh, you know our clients who've seen me do it several times. Um, and then I go back to the old fashioned, uh, I mean, I, I was, I'm not an appraiser, but I can give broker price opinions and, and I do that quite often. And, uh, I have to, I'm not going to pat myself on the back, you know, cause we're on video, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm usually within about, uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm usually within about 15,000 to 20,000 within the price right off the bat. So, yeah. and then I do that and then you start formulating a marketing plan. Right. Well, I also, I, I, let me go back for sure, a second in sure. regards to, you know, to our brokerage's community involvement, being involved in different organizations, as well as the use of these platforms. But I think that we have a, a good resource team behind us that we can reach out to maybe an appraiser that might have appraised a house, you know, next door or, you know, um, reaching out to different individuals in the market in regards to, okay, what did you know, what is actually going on out there. Right. So I've got a cool tool, you know, um, it's called Remind and, uh, Remind goes, uh, street by street. And oh, you, yes, yes, yes. I saw yeah, that one. Yes. It's the one with the little giraffe that the runs across it. Uh -huh. right, exactly. Remind goes, you know, you can take an entire street and it, and it breaks down each individual house, whether it's sold on the market, off the market, when it's sold last, how much it sold for, uh, what, uh, you know, the, they bought it and then sold it for within a quick amount of time, you know, so I've got all these tools that uh, are at my disposal, our disposal, right. And not, uh, you know, the, the general public doesn't have these tools. So right. That's one reason to call us. I think that's really great in regards to, you know, the team and what you have to offer, you know, in regards to your general knowledge and what we can 
offer other agents that are looking to maybe look for that hands-on approach in a brokerage. So I think these are wonderful tools to show maybe an up-and-coming realtor sure that's no, just getting into the market I well, just, well it's great and i can use it for and we're not talking about buyers today but uh when i have a uh, client that's a buyer i can use all the same tools to show them that they're paying the exact amount amount they should be paying for that house and not a penny more not a penny less and and this is what it's going to sell for so um you know uh so did you talk a little bit about the marketing mm, no no not yet because i was just you know loving the fact that we have all of these tools at our disposal and but um, marketing, so we're we talking the, about pre-listing. Pre-listing. So, well, yeah. we always we have a marketing agency we work with. We work with Brick Media. They're fabulous, so we always employ them first in regards to letting them know, you know, we're going to be putting this house on the market. Right. How do they feel that we should be marketing the property? And so we work. We come up with a plan together, right. um, as well as we know it's going to get put on social media. Um, all our agents. Pardon me. Um, find out about where where the house is, what intel they have. We work as an entire team, so we put a whole entire plan together um, to market the property. Right before we even sit down with the client. So now we sit down with the client. We need a couple hours, right? We sit down in their house uh, oh, yeah. or on the phone. We need a few hours to talk to them about. So what are the some of the things that we are going to bring up in that meeting just to get people comfortable with what we're going to talk about. Well, even before we sit down with them, we send them out several documents via email or mm-hmm. you know, drop them by, whatever that might be, um, starting with kind of what to expect, right. what they can do to prepare for our meeting. Um, there's a, a document that has to be filled out in regards to the disclosure, the property disclosure. Right. And it's going to take some time. So we'd like them to just take a look at it. And that's everything from... You know, we can't help them legally with that document. They have to take a look. But if they have any questions, mm-hmm. they can ask that. Um, right. Right. And maybe you can expound on the. That, that's a very important piece and why. Well, uh, we're, we're a real estate broker, so disclosure is huge. And uh, again, if you try to sell something, sell your house by yourself, you may not know you have to disclose all this. And this could be a real uh, pain in the neck when you go to closing that you didn't disclose something that uh, would uh, be a detriment to the house and, and the price so um, so yeah it's it's an important piece you know to, to have uh, in fact we even recommend just having a pre inspection done on a lot of these houses you know we because, love that. Yeah. yeah we love that because then there's no surprises and you disclose you know what you know this uh, did the bathroom leak at one point did the water heater burst yeah think uh, about the value that that adds to a prospective buyer right if you already have a pre-inspection and right. that seller can already remediate whatever problems show up. And yeah. you've shown the buyer. The buyer is hopefully going to have their own inspection. Yeah, we'd always own. recommend on that side, of course, to have their own inspection as well. Um, but uh, that's... Uh, so we talk about so, that. So we talk about that. And then we talk about... Photos the, are huge. Photos so, are huge. You yeah. know, they, they fall under marketing because that's how we're going to get the house out into the market. But mm-hmm. the photos are the most important piece of of the marketing Agreed. umbrella. Agreed. Have you right. seen some of these listings with the non-professional photos that... Uh, oh, the toilet up. Yeah. 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 I had, Disgusting. I think uh, I saw one the other day that actually a dog was running across the, uh, the, the kitchen. It was a little dog, cute dog, but you know, like, what's a dog doing in the, uh, in the photos, you know? And you're not allowed to have uh, 
people in photos on MLS. You're not to have, you're not supposed to have animals in photos on MLS. There's some rules. There's obviously. lots of rules that you're supposed to follow. To, and when uh, you hire our brokerage or any of our agents, and I would say 95% of the agents out there know these rules and they hire a professional photographer. We were lucky to have, you know, the vendors that we work with are fantastic. We're not right. going to have any of those kind of occurrences. Right. Um, and we don't charge our, our sellers for photographs, you know, that's, right. the, that's an included price. Right. And all that's and, in the kind of the, where we, when we sit down with the prospective seller and let them know what's, what's going to be expected of, um, of us, what we're are here. But I think the, Biggest, like I'm going to go back to the details because yeah. it's all in the details. Mm -hmm. So are we going to be there for every showing? You know, it's, it's really every listing appointment is tailor-made to the seller. Right. And we use our entire team to be able to pull together if we have to for a particular listing or right. if it's, if we're going to have to, you know, fit the needs of that seller. Um, sure. Yeah. We, uh, We've done it all. I mean, we've used a lockbox, an electronic lockbox, a uh, for to gain access. We've uh, done showing only. A listing agent must accompany showings only. Um, we've done, um, you know, uh, no showings at all. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes whatever the client wants, we'll we'll do for them. And I would, I really, you know, at one point, maybe not on this podcast, because this is really like how to sell your home and really top level. But the little things like you know, taking down all the family photos. They want to see themselves in the home. The prospective buyer wants to get there and say, okay, this is my home for my family now. So, you know, maybe we can make suggestions. The biggest thing is the appointment, getting in the home to see the house. Right. Because right. you're not going to know, even in evaluation yeah. situation, when you're pulling all the data and, you know, when I'm pulling all of the comps, um, when any of us are going to pull the comps, we have to see it. Yeah, my evaluation always has a caveat at the bottom. I need to see this to look inside of it sure. before I can give you my final price. Sure. You know, because that just only makes sense. I mean, you know, sometimes there's a great outside and inside's not so great. Absolutely. So, and that's fine too, you know, and uh, and that's where we counsel our, our clients as well on these listing appointments. Uh, to the, the biggest question comes up or one of the biggest questions comes up said, do we need to upgrade anything? And I always tell clients uh, or sellers that, uh, you know, uh, if, if the whole house needs to be upgraded, you want to upgrade one room, upgrade the kitchen, right? Or don't upgrade at all. All right. If you want to upgrade the whole house, there's options for you. Uh, there's Curbio, a company that comes in and upgrades the whole house for a price and comes uh then charges you at the end when you close. Yeah, we so actually had them come in. Kind of came to, to you know our, our own house actually. Yeah, one we time did just it to, just to see how just it would to work. See how it would work, and I've got clients now past since then use it, and it's been successful. It's a little more expensive, you know, to, to redo, but you don't pay anything up front. You pay when you close. Mm -hmm. So that number is is uh, static though. So do I put twenty thousand dollars into my my bathroom? Am I going to get twenty thousand dollars more in price? Probably not. Yeah, it's, it's just a percentage. So um, I would say the most important, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, we talked about the kitchen, maybe the floors, you know, would be important too. If you've that got works. antiquated old floors, you know, uh, that would be important. The windows are sometimes very important, you know. So 
Um, there's you want to make sure that, you know, obviously these things that are getting fixed, that they're not just aesthetic, that they're going to be able to pass an inspection, right? right. So right. the inspection, so the roof. Um, yeah. There's a huge issue right now, as we all know, you know, talking to a, a very dear friend of mine, yeah, ours. Right, yeah, um, right selling a, a very expensive home down in uh, Palm Beach and they cannot get insurance. They just can't. I mean, this is, you know, a seven plus million dollar home yeah. that they're just not. AIG is folding post hurricane. Things have just happened. So we want to make sure that that four point inspection happens so that the prospective homeowner can get insurance. Right. And they have to have insurance that's, if they have a mortgage. That's very important to, so to say because uh, if you if you get to the if you don't have a free inspection, you don't know what's going on with your four point, which is your your roof, your plumbing, your electrical, and your AC. You know that's your four points. Uh, that's what the uh, uh, the actual uh, insurance company is looking for. Mm -hmm. If you don't know if those all those systems are working correctly, and you find out in the middle of an inspection, you're going to have to fix those or find a way to, like we've done deals before where the buyer gets the money to fix it and then fixes it after the sale. So right. and it that's can possible. Yeah, I mean, if somebody doesn't want to take control of that whole thing uh, of fixing, you know, those, those, I mean, the roof, you almost have to, if you have a roof that's over 15 years old, you almost have to replace it. You're not you know, going to get insurance. You're just not going to get insurance. And if you can't get insurance, you're not going to get a mortgage. And sure, we have cash buyers that don't care about that and they self-insure and even though I think personally, you know, this is, you know, the Pearson Property Group BS podcast, right? Right, right. Is that for us, and especially being here in the state of Florida, is that flood is our biggest concern, right? Right. In regards to, you, you can't get the four-point certificate unless you have the roof that is right. insured. But the flooding is actually to us, and I know discussing this, is the most important part. Well, yeah, there's there's certain different kinds of flooding too, though. I mean, there's uh, true. You know, you could be in a flood zone X and with a torrential rain, and it could still flood your inside of your house. Sure, it's the chances are very low for that. Um, you know, so we look for you know some clients are very adverse to you know like not having any kind of flood designation. You know, and uh, growing up in this area, we know that there's areas in in uh, eastern. Eastern, the eastern part of St. Pete near the water that notoriously flood. We know that uh, South Tampa, you know, there's Dale some Mabry. areas in South Tampa <laughs> that notoriously flood no matter right. what the rain, right. you know. Um, so we can, you know, if it, basically you're, you're disclosing what your flood, right. you know, zone is and that sort of thing. There's no, no way of getting around that. Uh, your flood insurance is going to be more expensive if you're in a flood zone, but there's different flood zones. Sure. In other words, you know, if you're on the beach, you know that's going to, you're going to be susceptible to a flood. But right. that's why even if you live on the beach, who cares? You right. know, it's like, you know, we had a client last week that said, uh, you know, I want to live near the beach or on the beach, but I don't want to be in a flood zone. And I said, well, I, you know, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. I mean, we'll find you something that's, uh, you know, close to the beach. How about a nice little walk, you know, like or right. a nice little bike ride to the beach? Because yeah. it's not going to be flood zone X. It's not going to be flood beach. zone X. You know? <laughs> no. yeah. and, and all this stuff is, is just needs to be disclosed. And, and that's what we love to do is just lay everything out on the table, you know, and, and let our client decide what's best for them. Sure. Uh, yeah. 
So what else? Well, we're inside the uh, the listing uh, appointment now. We've decided to uh, the, the the sellers decided to go with us. Um, what are some of the things that uh, we will do once we get that listing agreement signed? Well, in well, we start the we start the process. Everything right. that we've said we're going to do, we do, right? Setup, so right? let's um, sure. Yep. Yeah, the setup. I mean, it's almost then it's you know party started, right? Like let's yeah, exactly. Let's turn the yeah, we've got our disclosure signed. We've got uh, we've got uh, you know somebody needed to stage the mm -hmm. property, right? If it needs to be staged, right? So once you, we gather up all the information that we need and we visually have seen the the property, we've taken the photographs. Then it's time to hit the MLS and hit the market, right? So that's where right. we're going to be able to gather all of the prospective buyers, and I think we extremely extremely experienced in being able to go out there and talk to prospect other prospective you know other brokers other agents you know right. if they have any buyers interested right. um, the marketing of the property um, the the writing up of the MLS you know the details right. that go into MLS there's a lot of details in there that would it would make our life much easier if other brokerages and other agents were to provide as much detail as I feel we do on our list. Uh, it would make the world a better place, actually. That's exactly <laughs> right, because uh, there's attachments in MLS that uh, most realtors don't even know about, but our attachments have all the disclosures, everything lined up, the, uh, the seller's disclosure, the HOA disclosure, condo disclosure. If it's built before 1978, there's a lead-based paint disclosure. And it's not. all there ready to go now. So before you show that property to your buyer, you should be looking at those disclosures, you know, and showing them to your buyer that they're interested in the property before they even make a any kind of a, an offer. Right. Right. So we've got it laid out all on the table and it's always disclosed, disclosed, disclosed. There's no way around it. Right. And we also want to, you know, find out from the prospective sellers, are they only wanting us to, you know, they do we need a pre-approval? Do they want to us to accompany them on every right. You know, visit. Is there a lockbox? Um, you know, making sure that they understand what actually goes into us showing the property. Right. Planning the open houses that take you know quite a bit of time. There's um, how many are we going to have? You know, um, it really just goes back down to the the price and all the pre planning that goes into it, the details. Um, right. Yeah. No. And, and and putting a sign up and you know all all everything we do for the. Uh, the, the seller that uh, you know they doesn't cost the uh, you know the buyer any money it does cost the seller some commission right you know and and uh, being a, uh, a broker an independent broker like we are we can negotiate commission a little bit mm -hmm. uh, we can touch on that just a little bit you know but uh, you know we're not kind of stuck in our ways we're not beholden to a a big house that says you know you must get this certain amount you know. Um, I just I came across a closing uh, last two weeks ago that the broker charged their their seller a technology fee. Oh, mm. they charge a commission, That's and nice. then they charge a technology fee of uh, you know I think it was five hundred dollars. I'm mm. like, how can you? I mean, you can basically, I yeah. I guess I mean, why why would you? I mean, so you're charging a technology fee to put it on MLS? I mean, I, you know, I understand that, right? One, so. Um, but uh, that we're all up front, you know. It's it, it's all up front, and um, I guess 
you know, we're in the art of negotiation. That's what we do. That is what real estate is. You know, it's an expert negotiator. So right. let's, um, let's see what works for them. We tailor make the, the process. That's exactly right. Okay. So we've got a, got it on the market. We've done all our marketing. Uh, we, uh, let's, let, first of all, let's talk about the difference between the market now and how the market was about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, about a year ago, interest rates were 2%, right? right? So that same, and now there's over 6%. Is it still a seller's market? It's still a seller's market because there's not enough inventory. All right. But it's starting to change a little bit. Okay. Um, that same buyer that could afford a $600,000 house mm-hmm. last year at 2% can only afford a $400,000 house now at 6%. So you see how that changes things? Sure. There's less, there's less buyers that are uh, qualified to buy a uh, property now. Right. So, uh, so what's happening is sellers are putting their house up on the market for the prices they thought they could get last year and realizing that there's not enough buyers or enough interest at that price for them to sell at that price. So, well, you look on MLS. Look on MLS, and what happens? The houses are staying on the market a lot staying longer. On the market a lot longer, and then they're also decreasing in price. You know, just look, just follow any neighborhood, even the most popular neighborhoods, the Dunedins, the South Tampa's, the you know downtown St. Pete, all those neighborhoods, all of them. If you come out priced like you were last year. You're going to have price decreases. Well, even with our buyers, you know, we have our buyers right. that are saying, let's just wait. I'm yeah. keeping an eye on it. Let's see. But what's also happening is the longer that they wait, they're getting sold. Yeah. Because our well, yeah, market the, is impervious. There's still a price that it's going to sell for, and it's a little bit higher than the national average. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to, if you come out priced exactly right, you're going to sell very quickly. If you come out way too high, it's going to take you, you know, a few weeks to even get interest in it to sell, and then it might take, you might have to decrease the price. So that's why we're consultants about the whole thing. And we try to make sure that we, you know, maybe there's a seller that doesn't, you know, that says, look, just put it up for, you know, $200,000 over what, you know, I, you think I can get for it and see what happens. We've had that. Yeah. We've had those conversations and yeah. they're difficult to discuss with the seller in regards to everybody's going to think their home is it's their home. It's where they're raised their family. It's right. where, sure. you know, their, their hearts there, they, they feel they're going to get the most money from it. Right. Right. But you have to have that conversation and be able to show them the data of, you know, their neighbor's house across the street. That was maybe even a less viable house sold for $500,000 less, you know, they could be thinking that get that all the time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You would, we just have yeah. to have that discussion and right. have them understand, you know, this is the data. The data doesn't lie. Exactly. And, and a lot of times we'll, you know, we'll try to talk them out of it, but we'll put it up for the, the price that they want. And we'll, uh, it always comes back. Comes it's back. The number it always we... comes back to the number that came up at the beginning. Yeah. And I never say, I told you so. Right. You know, because that's not a nice thing to do. But, no. uh, you know, usually always within about 10000 15, like I said, $15,000 right. of where, you know, I thought it would be from the beginning. Uh, the other thing to think about is if you have financing and you try to put, you know, try to even get a buyer that comes in and gives you $200,000 over, you know, what your house is worth, um, it's going to get appraised and you're going to, the whole deal is going to get thrown out at the end anyways, because the a bank's only going to give the, the lending, the lend only for the amount of money that the, uh, the appraisal. Yeah, not, we're not seeing a lot of appraisal gaps anymore. No, 
Not a lot of we appraisal were. gaps. So, so a year ago, that was a, a lot. Ago, yeah, a yeah. lot of appraisal gaps in yeah. between. Yeah. What a difference a year makes because, uh, you know, a year ago, you could pretty much uh, put up whatever number you wanted. You'd have six or seven offers on your house yeah. uh, property, and you get to pick and choose from all of them. You give, uh, you know, I don't see many uh, seller will look at all uh, all offers by five o'clock on Sunday anymore. No. You know, that's very rare. No. You know, and going back to the, the details, I think one of the things we do very well is understanding the home that we're selling and where it is, you know, whether it's in a, um, on a, a waterfront property that might not be able to have a 36 foot boat out back because it's not going to be able to get under a bridge, you know, right, right. happened to us with one of our listing in Davis Islands, or if it's, um, you know, if what that buyer is looking for, we want to know that that house has the attributes. If it's a house in New Suburb Beautiful that encompasses a HOA that has 24-7 security, mm-hmm. you know, that's important that encompasses sure. five streets and, you know, it, it has a New Suburb HOA. It's a minimal HOA, but, you know, it's things that you kind of know about your neighborhood. Bayshore Beautiful, where we live, you know, it's got a, a wonderful newsletter. It's got a, a very big following on next door. Um, it's these neighborhood communities, you know, that we can give those type of details. Right, right. And that's what we provide. To the prospective know, so. buyer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you, you feel pretty comfortable about we've covered enough about uh, the marketing and everything? I want to try to get into, the, you know, the uh, the BS of selling, you know. Well, let's, let's go <laughs> ahead and let's do it. All right. Well, so there's some things that you're gonna you're gonna come across when you uh, are going to sell your house. Uh, one of them, obviously, we talked about is that I buyer, mm-hmm. right? As soon as you, in my opinion, you know who who hasn't put their uh, phone number, email, whatever into you know I'm gonna win a, a free uh, Yeti cooler or whatever, right? <laughs> you know, uh, as soon as you do that, guess what? There's a, you're on a list and you're gonna get bombarded with uh, you know everybody that uh, is wanting to sell you something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeti coolers or whatever it is. And that's same is true with these iBuyers. Once you uh, go to Mark Spain or one of these iBuyers I and you put your uh, your information in, they get you back with a quick, you know, uh, usually 10 or 15,000, or, you know, not 10, but usually $50,000 or more, more, you know, uh, the offer is less than, you know, than, than you would uh, get if you put it on the open sure. market. So. Now the, now the sharks start circling, right? So that's the number one BS thing is thinking that you can just put your your, your information in and you're only going to get bothered by one of these uh, iBuyers because it's going to get sent out to everybody. Yeah. So, okay. So that's one. Now there's brokers that come in and we just dealt with this uh, last year. Uh, they'll come in and over promise mm-hmm. and they'll under deliver. Mm-hmm. So they, they're the ones that come up with the big number. Um, Prime example is the house on the water. Uh, we were talking with the uh, the owner of the, the house on the water that the over here in South Tampa. Uh-huh. Um, the broker came in and said, "Your house is worth one thirteen million dollars, right?" And so they got a lot of publicity, though. Got a lot of publicity, but he called me. The owner called me up. He's a friend, you know, and he called me up and and uh, he said, uh, "You know, uh, what do you think it's worth?" You know, and I said, "It's worth about." Nine million. Like I ran all the comps. I did everything I've done for everybody else. It's a friend, and he 
said that he wanted to keep our friendship, so he didn't want to uh, use our firm, and that's fine, you know. Um, again, that wasn't the best thing for him. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, so this broker came in and said, 13 million to do it. Well, guess what? It sat, it sat on the market for over six months. Uh, the owner got frustrated and, and actually got mad that uh, somebody told him it was going to be worth that much. Now he's lost six, eight months of marketing. The market's completely changed. Yeah, even for luxury, even luxury, like uh, our, uh, houses are, are, you know, being hurt right now because of the stock market and inflation and all kinds of things at work there. So, um, so just be careful if a broker comes in and promises you the moon because, you know, more than likely it's going to, you know, they're either going to, it's just going to stay stagnant and they're not going to get the showings and, and, the, and the activity they want, or they're going to keep badgering you to lower the price. So, and then that's the whole thing. And then you started, then you're back to where you started with another agency that already told you the truth up front. So, right. all right. So that's, that's another one. Um, and these I buyers going back to, you know, some more BS here. The I buyers have charged, they, they charge hidden fees. Uh, you know, they'll give you, uh, you know, an offer up front and they'll say it's a contingent upon one inspection. They'll walk through it and they'll be like, Oh, this, I didn't realize the, you know, the, the roof is, is, uh, you know, 14 years old or whatever it is and still can be insured, but they'll take money off there. So yeah, they've already got $200,000 reduction of the price. We right, gave you, so. right. Exactly. They've already, they've already negotiated a price. So now they're just going to try to get down on that price. Sure. And then now, now the, the seller or the, the owner is already worn out because they've already gone through this process a little bit. So they, a lot of times just say, okay, I'll take the money, whatever, you know? So, and that's just terrible. Um, another, another uh, thing is, uh, this, I don't like is uh, these assigners and we talked about them where the assigners come in, do a contract and then try to sell it for more than they, they have their contract for. So well, we were able to save our sellers a lot of heartache from that one contract that the assigners had given them right it sounded good not only were we able to you know four hundred thousand dollars over um right under contract you yeah know, for four hundred thousand dollars over but at the same time those assigners had in the contract that they have full availability to show the home at any time they were going to put a lockbox on it you know and then we're just going to basically relist your house or yeah. reassign it so they had no rights they had almost waived all their rights so and we're going to do the same thing we did before you know so um the last one and and we can almost end it on this one actually uh pocket listings now you and i talk about pocket listings all the time so we mm -hmm. there's there's uh off market off market pocket in-house you call them all the same thing but Basically, uh, a lot of these brokers in, in South Tampa and, and, and beyond do this. Uh, they come up with a price, you know, that they agree upon with the seller. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, it's okay. Here's your price. And then right. they go in-house into their meetings and they say, oh, I've got a seller that's going to sell their house for this. Oh, I've got a buyer that will buy this for that price, you know. And it and stays off market. It stays off market and it doesn't even have a chance to get out and get, you know, more, you know, value out of it. So uh, then they pat themselves on the back and say, oh, we came up with a price for the seller. The seller agreed on it. You know, they're happy. My buyer's happy. It's in-house. We double-side this whole thing. It's 6%, you know, commission. 
everybody's super happy, but guess what? That seller just lost out because there's a possibility if you put it on the market, even for a week, you can get more of money. Hundreds of thousands of dollars were lost because of somebody patting themselves on the back. Because they so. didn't show the house once or twice. Yeah. So beware of the offer of having a potential buyer right away without taking it to the open market because that is where you're going to garner um, more people that are going to see it. You're going to make more money. That's right. And in the end, what should they do? Call us, right? Absolutely. Even for advice. And how can you get a hold of us? <laughs> Call or text us anytime. Call or text us anytime. <laughs> We're available on text, uh, on email, and uh, our website, uh, pearsonpropertygroup.com. Yeah, reach out to us anytime. Thank you for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. You can also find us on our website at www.pearsonpropertygroup.com. Here, if you need us for anything, call or text us anytime. If you come across any BS this week in real estate, let us know. See you next week.